0: Hello and welcome back to the Business of Show Business podcast with me, your host Jamie Boddy. Unpacking the skills needed for the entertainment and creative industries and celebrating those already in them. We are on episode 6 of season 4 and today I am joined by Kieran Vias. He is an award-winning director, filmmaker and acting coach. We talk about the importance of honing your skills and how even if you did go to a full-time college or university, you are always learning. episode was so insightful and you get to go behind the scenes of an acting coach and see how one can help you with auditions and your career. Now on with the show. Today on the Business of Show Business podcast I'm joined by Kieran Vias, a director, filmmaker, acting coach and the co-founder of The Actors Planet. How are you Kieran? Hello, I'm wonderful. Thank you very much for having me. The pleasure is all mine. It's weird, I feel like we connected through the pandemic on Twitter and I saw the amazing work you've done so it's really interesting now to actually connect.
1: Yeah yeah I feel like we've we've keep crossing paths and this is the first time that we're actually seeing each other albeit on Zoom. It seems to be the way these days post-pandemic relationships.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Completely it's weird isn't it it's like you're so used to seeing someone in this little box and then you're like oh okay like they're this tall, they're this high, or we don't just wear like loungewear all the time. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) And I definitely want to get you on the show because I think the work you do is fantastic, especially during the pandemic when you co-founded the Actors Planet because you found such a, a gap in the market, but not to exploit, but a gap to add value and to help and to bring actors together. So let's just dive in. You're a multi-hyphenated creative as we all are, but tell us a bit about your journey. How did you get into the world of TV, film and acting? So um, I
1: trained as an actor at the Royal Birmingham Conservatoire, which was the Birmingham School of Acting at the time. Um, And then when I graduated, I moved to London, got an agent, did the, you know, did all of that. And I was quite lucky. I did some cool stuff. I dabbled in a bit of everything, stage, TV, film. Um, And then I quite relatively quickly found myself sort of floating towards acting coaching as I started to work with actors and help other actors out and realized that I was quite good at it. Um, and then that naturally progressed on to directing. Um, and I was always sort of making my own films as a sort of side hustle and making my own work. Um, and I think I became more and more frustrated with the acting process. Uh, the acting lifestyle and and more and more attracted by the creating my own work and, and directing my own stuff and making my own films and, and working with other actors and, and with other actors and probably found that I was better at uh, working with other actors and teaching other actors than I was at doing it myself. <laughs> so uh, I think it just, everything sort of fell into place. And then, yeah, as, as you mentioned, now I sort of work full-time as a director and filmmaker and acting coach
0: how was it for you making that shift actually from I'm an actor to them being like, actually, A, I love being on the other side and directing and coaching, but then B being like, Ooh, this is different. Cause that's quite, a, I think for many creatives, when you do try a different path, there's that mindset, isn't it? To be like, this is who I am. So how was that for you thinking and having the courage to be, no, I want to, I want to explore directing and filmmaking. I
1: think that, it's very different for for everyone, and for me, I found that I am in love with creating. Um, I'm in love with the art. I'm in love with imagination, and for me, it didn't matter what form that took. Whereas a lot of people say, "I'm an actor, and I'm I've got to be an actor, and that's all I I, I can be." Uh, whereas I'm like, I don't mind what I'm doing if I'm if I'm you know, i do graphic design and I sometimes I build websites and sometimes I'm editing films and sometimes I'm doing, um, you know, music producing. And I just I'm so addicted to creating and storytelling that for me, it's it's more about I just take what I can get. And I found that I was getting lots of Film work and directing opportunities, whereas with acting, it felt more of you know waiting for the phone to ring, waiting for my agent to text. So for me, it was really easy and, and quite a natural progression. Um, but yeah, it's a very individual, I think.
0: Yeah, and what I absolutely love from what you said there was the openness you had. Because sometimes when we are, I am, I am an actor. I am a singer. I'm a dancer. I'm a producer. Quite singular, isn't it? So, you maybe sometimes we don't realize we close ourselves off from opportunities, but I love there that you had this openness to be like, you want to create, you want to storytell. Let's just do everything until it, the pieces start fitting together, which is fantastic. So, as an acting coach, there's a, a misconception sometimes that you think you've trained somewhere three years training, that's it. But we all know you learn so much after you graduate. As an acting coach, how do you find that now and working with actors, not just fresh grads, you work with actors who are, have established careers that you may have seen on TV. How does the life of an acting coach or what makes you tick as an acting coach, I should say?
1: I think that, um, I guess it is, I get a real joy from unlocking stuff for people. Or rather not unlocking it for them but helping them to unlock it for themselves and I find great joy in that um when you know you're able to to guide and just help them navigate through something and then they arrive at that revelation um and I I guess that's the you know the the role of a teacher the role of a director the role of a producer is just rather than actually finding it themselves but allowing and, and guiding and helping other people to arrive at, at that place and I find that immensely rewarding and
0: and satisfying
1: does that answer the question I'm not yeah.
0: sure. <laughs> no it answers it really lovely and I um because obviously I myself quite work quite often as like I would say a business or career coach for creatives and it yeah. is just that it's seeing that moment when everything clicks into place for your yes. client to be like yes you are the answer to your own problem and I I think yeah I think you you nailed that answer so yes
1: I think one one of the other things that I love is I'm really addictive uh, sorry addicted to the sort of analytical work that goes into unpicking a a script so I absolutely love it when actors bring self-tapes um, you know, to me, when they've got a self tape audition, they bring a script to me or, or we're working on a, an audition for something or we're working on a role for a, something that they're in. And we get to dive into a, a script and unpick it and mine the text and do all the detective work. I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to, to all of that stuff and, and psychoanalyzing the characters and, and just being able to work with a, another creative um, and just to dig deep and, and to really find that as well as obviously the whole practical side of getting up and exploring it practically, but that sort of intellectual side of, of breaking down a script I love as well. So it's just a, it's a, it's a great opportunity when you get people and it's like, well, what have I got today? I've got this actor bringing in this script and we get to, you know, unpick that for a, for an hour or two. It's, I find that really exciting.
0: Uh, The older I've got, I've enjoyed data a lot more as well and like (laughs) spotting the patterns and gaps. And I think it's, Every creative needs to, but it depends on where it slots in. Because I think, especially with self-tapes now, sometimes people might just think, oh, I'm going to reta- record it twice, send it, and that's it. But actually, yeah. it's like, if you can, like, take a beat, watch it back, learn from it. Obviously, with a tight turnaround, you can't always do that. But um, I love that you bring that into your acting coaching practice. It's not just, we're doing Shakespeare today. It's that you really dissect it and make sure it fits to your clients. And I think that's a the thing that's specific to self-tapes
1: is, you know, sometimes a a casting director is looking for a glimpse of something, but that glimpse needs to convey a three-dimensional character in a three-dimensional world. So, you know, you might only have this small extract, but actually we need to go deep into that and really start to unlock the depths of that piece so that you're able to create a realistic performance, even though it's such a short time and it's such a small bit that you might be, you know, giving. Um, but that's, I guess, what the casting directors are expecting to see—that 4 rounded uh, character that we that fits perfectly into their vision.
0: Yeah, and I think what's probably adds to your coaching practice is you've been where that actor or actress has been. You've been through the training process. You've been through the audition process, and then you're also on the flip side as a director and filmmaker, you employ actors. So, no, it sounds like you've you've mastered this kind of niche which is fantastic. And I think everyone should have a coach at some point, not just an acting, whether it's a life coach, business coach, because I think as adults, we think we know the answers, but sometimes you just need another adult to help you <laughs> connect the dots. Do you know what? It's
1: sometimes it's not even a coach. Sometimes it's just having another artist to look through something and, and, share their creative opinion, and just to see maybe some of the things that you might have missed. And when I'm working with actors on auditions, you know, particularly that's what often what I find is, yes, I'm a coach and I'm coaching you, but also at the same time, we're just two artists who are in a room or a virtual room, uh, diving into something and, and putting our two creative imaginations together and seeing what we come up with. And sometimes having that second person there can be really helpful and, um, and motivating
0: let's talk about the work you do um also because you are the artistic director of urban young actors so you obviously you're on the audition panel for there yeah you see people broad spectrum from young to people started out their careers first of all how is that being on the other side of the panel when people are trying to pursue their passions
1: oh i love it i love it i love being on on audition panels because uh, it's just wonderful to see that great variety of people, and to see, uh, especially with when we're talking about the Royal Birmingham C- Conservatoire, it's great to be seeing people at the very beginning of their journey. Um, and I guess there's, you know, there's, it's, it's quite exciting to know that you could be the the person who, in some small way, begins opening the first door um, and allows them to move forward with their journey, with their acting career. Um, and obviously when you see people in the room that come in and are so full of raw talent or raw energy, and it's, it's a really exciting thing to be a part of, and it's a real sort of honor to, you, see, you start smiling to the person who you're with, because there's always often two of us on the panel. Um, and you're just like, yes, this is exciting. This person has something.
0: It resonates with me that you said um, open the door because I'm a big supporter or advocate of your success won't detract from someone else's. um, And I just love that analogy because it is it's opening the door and sharing, um, helping someone if you've already been there or you could help someone unlock something to get there. I really like that you do that. That being said, there will be some people listening who maybe are looking to audition for drama school or they've graduated and they are getting ready for the audition market what advice would you maybe give to someone who is auditioning whether that is for drama school or it's their first few auditions out because you're on the other side of the panel you want to give someone that place at the on the drama course or you want to give them the job is there any advice you would give
1: um know your stuff know your stuff so it doesn't matter if you're auditioning for drama school um and you know you you're not you're not yet a professional actor or if you're a professional actor in the game that's been auditioning forever Um, always know your stuff inside out Um, and then don't be afraid of the panel because like you just said we're totally on your side Uh, and when I'm casting for some of the smaller films that I produce or if I'm on the audition panel it's the same we want to find the right person for the course or for the job We, we we're hoping that you are it so we're not here to criticize and to sort of shoot you down at the first opportunity we're here to hopefully say you are the person we're on your side and we want it as much as you do um so don't be afraid of the panel they are on your side
0: and it's great because again when you're in that audition and I come from a dance background so typically there's 30 to 50 of you in a group whereas mm-hmm. acting quite often it's you maybe go in one at a time for a shorter period of time, but you you do get in your head a bit because you're looking at, did the panel look up at that point? Are they writing something? Like, are they looking at someone else? And it you kind of take yourself a little bit out of the game because you're detaching from being present. So I think that is um, stellar advice.
1: When I work on a panel, we sort of take everything into consideration. Um, and you and who you are and your personality and you sharing you is is a huge part of that um and and sometimes uh, at Royal Birmingham Conservatory we we offer feedback and that's an opportunity where we get to have a conversation and we get to engage in a dialogue with with that actor and it's really telling and you learn a lot from just having a conversation with someone so whilst uh, you might be being judged on your performances actually Also, we learn a lot from you and who you are um, and your energy in between and and afterwards. Um, And and sometimes you can get a sense that "Ah, this person really doesn't take criticism well, or they really struggle to take direction. And there are sometimes warning signs that you can get. And it might be that they did the most wonderful, incredible performance of your life. But then in the way that you talk to them, you can see that, they're quite difficult to work with, or they're they're putting up barriers and they're putting up blocks or they're not listening. Listening is a big thing, you know, listening is one of the most important skills that you can have as an actor. Um, And then after an incredible performance, we suddenly realize, ah, they really struggle to listen to what we're saying. Um, So I think that not trying to present anything that is other than you is, is a good bit of advice. Just we, we want to see you and who you are. So not trying to show us a version of you that you think we want to see, um, but also uh, just taking into consideration that we, we want to see you and we do care about what you're like as a person and, and how you come across when we talk to you. But at the same time, don't overthink it and try and plan what you're going to say. Again, don't try and show us something. Just be you. Just be you and show us who you are. That's what we're interested in.
0: That's, I think that will make a lot of listeners happy to be like, actually, like, personality does sell, being you, you're unique, so to actually go in there and just try to relax into it. Obviously, you'll have a bit of adrenaline, which will help fuel the audition, but try and be present, relax into it. And I really like that you said, listen, I recently worked with actually a choreographer, because, again, as a dancer, quite often we, we learn by, as a dancer, we learn from what they do. But he said, just watch, listening is still doing, but you're just not moving. I was like, yes, that is so true. You don't always have to try and go over the top. Actually listening is just as important. Yeah, I like that. I'm just taking a quick second to pause the show so we can give appreciation to Kieran and you can make any notes that you want. You can pause, you can scribble them down. Later on in the episode, Kieran does share his social media channels. And if you are enjoying the episode, don't forget to go and leave your review on your chosen streaming platform. Now on with the show. As many creators are, you are multi-hyphenated. And one thing that I absolutely thought that you smashed so well was um, the Actors Planet during the pandemic. And I think it filled that gap because a lot of creatives felt lost. Their sense of community, their drive had gone and you were... You provided a, um, you did competitions, you had resources, you did so much. So starting the Actors' Planet, how did that come about?
1: So actually, the Actors' Planet was an idea that we had before the pandemic. Um, but it was the pandemic that allowed us to really, I, I suppose, meet the community and, and you know, get involved with the acting community on Twitter. Um, and then once the pandemic hit it was a scary time for a lot of actors it was a scary time for us um and we were speaking to a lot of people who as you said they felt lost and theatre was cancelled shows were being cancelled people were were concerned financially um people were sort of desperate to do what they love which is act and perform um so we just wanted to Put an opportunity out there with our Planet Monologues competition that just enabled people to hopefully come together as a community and do something fun and performative. Uh, so we ran this monologue competition and really it relied on the, the generosity of all the people who got involved, you know, our, our judges um, and our, the casting directors and yourself who, you know, offered an amazing prize and and dramatic and the agents and everyone. We had so many incredible people who were just at the top of their game in their in their profession. Um, And they just were so generous, which we never expected. We were just emailing people, never expecting a reply. And everyone was like, sure, we'll get involved. Happy to. Um, Mel Churcher as well, who not only judged, but offered prizes to all of the winners All you know, free of cost um, it really was a, a community coming together in a very scary time and just all the pieces fell into place and we ended up with with Planet Monologues so it was a real joy yeah it was a, it was a real joy.
0: I am um, loved on Twitter over that time to seeing people tweeting about their competitions tweeting when you were offering advice from like show reels and industry experts and it was just such a a nice stream or a nice thread to see in a time where our industry was really this there was no industry so it was fantastic.
1: Jamie I just wanted to say that um, for anyone listening who was involved in um, Planet Monologues that it's been like a year and a half or something crazy and we still get notifications every single day with people commenting liking sharing talking about it people tagging us um, saying they've seen this or they've seen that Um, and it's just like amazing how widespread it was and amazing how long it's lasted and that people were still sort of talking about it and seeing those performances so um, yeah you know it's one of them ones where you, you never know who's who might see it uh, but people are still watching amazingly. I don't even know how they find it anymore, but
0: <laughs> there you are. You, know, unless it, you built such a, a nice sense of community because the competition winner who won a coaching session with myself, like I still keep in touch with her and make her successes. She's doing so well now. Yeah. Um, so I think you built such a lovely community, which when we had no audience and we couldn't go to Pineapple or the Actors Temple or Actors Studio, like, It's like a really lovely online community that was built. That hopefully now that things are becoming a bit more in person, that that maintains with um, the business aspect of that. Though you have to shift your mindset quite a lot. As I'm the product as an actor, to I am launching this, as you said, this platform that helped so many people. And then you have to do your email marketing, your social media, your building rapport, and. How is that for you? Because those are some skills that we don't typically necessarily learn at drama school or we already have, but we haven't exercised them until the time comes.
1: Yeah. So actually, you don't know this, I don't think, but we actually um, I have a very clear memory of me uh, and my partner and my sister who were who were together over lockdown. We were doing yoga in uh, our garden and um, we were watching one of your live streams um, and one of your like it was one of your live streams on how to utilize social media and actually that was really inspirational and gave us a huge. I remember signing up to your um, your newsletter uh, at the time and that was the sort of moment where we dived into social media because social media is such an incredibly powerful tool um, and it does so much of the work on the business side of things. Uh, and, and we didn't have a vast amount of information pre-lockdown. Uh, so your live stream where you took, dived into it was our, our first experience. And that's when we started to take it more seriously and, and look at marketing, you know, online. Um, and that yeah, and, and all that kicked off, really. So that's that's where it began. But it, it is so important. And I think that it's, it's, it's tough because... You don't want, social media is is a real business for us now. There's not a lot of enjoyment that we get out of social media. <laughs> it is it is a business, um, but it is a really useful aspect uh, of marketing um, that that works really well for all aspects of our, our business. So,
0: Yeah, no, that makes me so happy to hear that you joined in that live stream and that it helps. So that's, first of all, thank you. That's so lovely to hear. And I also love that, that you're very honest, like, Social media doesn't necessarily bring us as much joy now when it has got, especially because of the pandemic, everything went digital if it could. So it really changed how we did work. Um, and I have to remind myself sometimes, because I obviously work in social media, I'm like, Jamie, you need like a day off where you just don't <laughs> open any apps so you can actually enjoy and be more social on social media.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Your website is fab. I'm on it again now. Um Can we talk a bit about like having a website then as a actor, writer, filmmaker, anyone listening who might be thinking, do I need a website? Should I get one? Understandably, depending on where you are in your career and your aptitude to design or your budget, having a website right now might not be the best, but I would love for you to give your insight on having a website. because As I said, yours is so user friendly and it really unpacks what you do.
1: So I I remember, uh, thank you, by the way, that's very kind of you. Um, I remember coming out of drama school and our year was all sort of focused on the website and the business cards and the other array of things that you can get for marketing. And, uh, And I now looking back, I don't know if it's necessarily a, a crucial tool for an actor uh, especially if you're coming out of drama school um, uh, i don't know if it's necessarily something that you need to invest in because obviously uh if you can there's lots of ways that you can build websites yourself these days that are a very low cost um, but it takes a lot of time effort maintenance um you know money for all the domain name hosting etc design um, I don't know how useful it would be to me if I was only acting. But as I said earlier in the, uh, in the podcast, very quickly I learned that I want to be involved in everything creative and I want to make my own work yeah. and I want to do this, that and the other and everything in between. So for me, a website that's when a website becomes really crucial in terms of me as a, as a freelancer. And being able to say this is who I am, and I utilize my website as an acting coach, and I uh, I used to utilize it as a, a filmmaker, but now I've separated it off. Um, and the other thing which I did, which I didn't expect to sort of take off, which has is that I interview people um, in the creative arts, in the create in the performing arts industry, and um, people who are you know in the Top, at the top of their game, actors or casting directors or um, drama school teachers or whatever, whoever it might be. Uh, and that's become very popular in terms of it's essentially a blog, but we, we, uh, I get quite a large audience of people that come to, to learn from all these amazing people. Um, and there's quite a demand for new articles. And I haven't done one in a while because I've been very busy, but um, it's a great way to sort of increase your online presence by just thinking creatively about all the ways that I can get involved and as I say for me as a freelancer all those things come together quite nicely but if I was an actor maybe those things wouldn't necessarily be so useful but as someone who's trying to do it all <laughs> um, yeah that's when it, it sort of ties in very nicely.
0: Yeah but I think you explained it so well then because it Obviously, it's personal choice with a website anyway, but yes, it's not for everyone. Some people, it suits them really well. As you said, the maintenance of a website, it isn't just, I built it. No, you've got to work on like your search engine optimization, making sure that there's new and relevant, but I think you explained that very well. So I'm sure lots of listeners there might be like, oh, you don't have to be pressured to have a website. You can utilize your spotlight, your agent's page, but if you want a website... It can, if used correctly, is a fantastic resource. Yeah, I mean,
1: as a when when we you know when I'm making films and stuff, and we're doing we're casting projects, um, you know, you're going to the casting directors are going to go straight to your spotlight. um, Yeah. If we're looking for actors, Um, you know, or they might check out your agent's website or another CV that you've got or whatever it is. But I don't, I don't find myself often. Trawling actors' websites, unless I can't find the information that I need elsewhere.
0: Yes, or inside scoop there. Yes. Because again, it's, I, when I'm, say, career coaching, I get a lot of performers, they have so much stuff, but it's here, there, and everywhere, but it's not utilized. And actually, you can streamline that down, have your spotlight, your agent's page. And if you're on Mandy or backstage, or a website could benefit you, but you don't have to have it just because. Because also, I didn't know if you don't have the money. There's Mm -hmm. no point. Our industry, as we know, we can sometimes you could be living very well. Other times it's paycheck to paycheck. So you don't want to invest everything if you're not getting that return at that time. Yeah, absolutely. Touching on freelancing, then um, that in itself is a skill set that you leave drama school or dance college. And you're like, yeah, but actually it's managing your time, building those connections, emailing life as a freelancer. What is a typical week like then for you? And again, it must vary. So it'd be great for someone to hear about you in your position as a filmmaker, coach and director. What a week can be like, because I guess I presume you might have to prioritize directing if you're on that project or you might have lots of coaching clients. And what is a typical freelance week like for you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay well my typical week is always mad
1: um, because I just say yes to everything you get so used to you know as you say paycheck to paycheck that you get in a mindset where you just say yes to everything even though even when you're not necessarily needing the extra work so um, uh, to give you an example um, you know on Monday this week I was shooting a a film for a theatre company called Total Insight Theatre um, so we are out on set shooting um, and then Tuesday I'm editing for a previous film that I was working on um, and then on uh, actually on Tuesday again I'm going into teaching drama schools uh, and then uh, I would be doing a whole host of other things like one-to-one coaching which I often do on Zoom these days because that's something which I've picked up from the pandemic and it's not as good to work on Zoom, but at the same time, it opens things up immensely in terms of I can work with someone from America and they don't need to get a flight for a one hour session. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it works. And so I've got these one uh, one to ones that are peppered throughout my week. But yeah, and then we're, um, we're shooting four films in November with Urban Young Actors. So there's a hell of a lot of producing that we're doing at the moment in terms of finding locations, um, just dealing with all the creatives and, and getting everything ready for, for those films and the, the script scriptwriters, etc. So my week is very crazy and it splits its time up between filming um, or directing and teaching and producing. Plus all the uh, social media and marketing
0: and uh, all the other little bits that, that squeeze in somewhere in between. Yeah, all those little bits that help you get the jobs, but it's yeah. all trying to marry it up. No, it sounds um, exciting. It also sounds exhausting, but fabulous.
1: <laughs> but I mean, I I um, I work with my partner, Katie Burchett, who is uh, an actor. And we're sort of uh, with a dream team, to be honest, um, because... We work, we end up working on projects together. We run Urban together. We run the Actors Planet together. Um, so it, it never feels like I'm doing you know I'm doing it on my own because I've always got Katie there who's who's right beside me doing it doing it with me. So
0: I think building a support system is so key, and that's again one thing you might not think about until you're a bit more into the hustle, a bit more in your career. That that person or those people, whether it is. You just need to offload invent about the industry or you, you don't want to talk at, at all about the industry. I think building that support system is vital, really.
1: Yeah. Having good people around you who you trust, who you can work with. Yeah, it's essential.
0: You're a busy man, so I'll let you go in a minute. But where can people find you, um, like your website if they want to book on for coaching? But where can they also find you for social media and any films that you may direct or produce?
1: So, yes, you can find me on my website, which is kieranvius.co.uk. Um, and you can find me on all over social media. I think my handles are pretty much kieranvius all over. Um, you can find us at the Actors Planet on Twitter and Instagram, which is at the Actors Planet. And for sure, yeah, hit me up if you, uh, if you need any. <laughs> any director yeah. or filmmaker
0: or, or acting coach oh and on that note then quickly before we go how do you like people to email you because that's another thing I think actors and performers struggle with they're like do I just lay it all down and it's like six paragraphs and eight links or do you like it concise so if someone was to contact you to work with you as a director or filmmaker how do you like that short and concise or a bit more juicy
1: yeah so the thing about emails is um I think that I get a vast amount of emails and I dread to think how much big casting direct, how many emails big casting directors receive. Because I know if I'm getting 50 emails a day, they must be getting a thousand emails a day. And emailing is, is really tough, you know, because they're just it's this. Quantity is so huge, and trying to get back to people. Uh, but I'm always absolutely very happy to hear from everyone, and I will get back to you. Sometimes it won't be immediately, and I, um, c- well, concise is always better. But you know, if you if if you're looking for some advice or you need any support with anything, I'm always very happy to to sit and read um, and, and learn about you and, and help you in any way that I can. So uh, I'm not averse to a, to a long email but um but you might have to wait a couple of days or so for a reply
0: (laughs) yeah well thank you so much kieran for your time and your energy and i'm i found it useful so i know a lot of people listening will be like ah i can breathe be me they know if they do or don't need a website at this point in their career and they know how to get in contact and hopefully book you for one of your amazing services so thank you kieran you're very welcome it's been a pleasure A massive thank you to Kieran for taking the time out of his day to appear on the podcast. Do go and give him a follow and do reach out to him if you need any acting, help, tips, audition practice, whatever it is, reach out to Kieran. I will be back next week with episode seven of season four, which will be the last episode of this season. But don't worry, I will be back in the new year with season five. Anyway, see you next week.